0: You don't like the Drake! Oh, I hate the Drake. I
1: love the Drake! How could you not like
0: the Drake? Who's the Drake?
1: Who's the Drake? The Drake
0: is good.
1: <laughs> Do you like the Drake? I love the Drake. Scroll the Drake. We'll screw with Drake! I love the Drake!
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Robin Everyone Loves the Drake comic podcast. I'm your host, Rob Myers. This podcast is going to be taking a look at Tim Drake, my favorite Robin. We'll be taking a look at Tim's first appearance in Batman Year 3, that's Batman 436, and working our way through Tim's training all the way to Tim's ongoing Robin series that won 183 issues. So sit back and relax and find out why everyone loves the Drake. Good for them. Love the Drake. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12 of Robin Everyone Loves the Drake. I'm your host Rob Myers. Welcome to this special episode of Robin Everyone Loves the Drake. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Finally, Tim Drake gets to be Robin. Okay, it's only on one uh, double-splash page, but what a glorious double-splash page it is. So this episode, we will be talking about this singular issue, and this is the issue Batman 457. It is the official introduction as Tim Drake as Robin the Boy Wonder. Uh, Also on this issue, I'm inviting a couple friends to join me after the synopsis uh, that we'll go through. And I'll introduce them in just a little bit. So let's just get right into the story. There's a lot to talk about, and uh, the synopsis is going to be just a little bit longer. I kind of wanted to make sure, since this was one uh, issue, that uh, I cover enough of the beats uh, to get the full story, and there'll be uh, plenty for us to talk about. So let's get right into this episode. Let's not waste any time. Uh, I've managed to drag this out for 12 episodes, but I think it's been a rich 12 episodes and uh it's been a good character piece and a good building blocks for the uh character of tim drake that we kind of fall in love with the the tim drake character and we get the big payoff at the end of the issue so let's get right into uh, episode 12 batman 457 welcome to the show Batman 457, cover date December 1990. The on sale street date was October 23rd, 1990. Cover price was a dollar, and then in Canada it was a dollar 50. This has been reprinted uh, twice in a variant. In uh, 1990, uh, Batman 457 variant. I don't have much information on that. Uh, it was also collected in a trade, Robin: A Hero Reborn, that also puts this with the first Robin miniseries, as the two stories uh, go hand in hand. Writer is Alan Grant, penciler is Norm Brayfogle, inker is Steve Mitchell, letter Todd Clean, colorist is Adrian Roy, editor is Dennis O'Neill, and creator is Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Identity Crisis, Part 3, Master of Fear Batman is tied up and hung upside down in front of the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow is laughing at him for walking right into his trap and giving him the best Christmas present ever. While upside down, Batman can feel that he has a cracked rib for sure and a good-sized cut on his shoulder. That will bruise for sure tomorrow, if there is a tomorrow. Batman tries to reason with the Scarecrow to let Vicky go, It's him that the Scarecrow wants, not her. But Scarecrow says he has a plan for both of them. The Scarecrow pays Marsus and his men with a little bit extra for their efforts and sends them on their way so he can have the two of them all to himself. Little does Marcuse and his men know that once they open the envelope, they will all be dead. He tells Batman that giving people fear is what shaped his whole life. It was the rush to see how people react. Even when he taught in college, he brought a gun in and fired it in class just to see the reaction. How lovely. The people that did the killings for him were mailed Christmas cards with a toxin in them. The cards had a list of names on them. And just by the power of suggestion, the rest happened on their own. Batman asked why he had them wear masks. Scarecrow told him because it gives the wearer a change in their personality when they do. And they do acts that are normally taboo, something that Batman should know about. By doing this, it drew out the Batman and brought him right to the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow grabs a vial of fear toxin and brings it towards Batman. He can tell that Batman is holding his breath and punches Batman in the stomach. Batman takes a deep breath. It's arachnid. Spiders. Batman tells himself, this isn't real, as they crawl all over him. In a taxi carrying Tim Drake, it arrives at the Gotham chemical plant. The driver asks Tim if he's sure that this is where he should be. Tim tells the driver that he's meeting some friends here, and he heads towards the factory. Tim fears that if he's right, and the scarecrow is behind this, Batman is in grave danger. Tim finds the Batmobile, and it's tucked away, close enough to get to if it's needed, but out of sight to those not looking for it, although Tim knows about where Batman would park the Batmobile. Tim distracts a few of the henchmen and locks them in a propane closet and makes his way inside. Batman manages to hold out for the first round of the toxins, so the Scarecrow looks for another. Vicky calls him crazy and screams at the Scarecrow to stop. But the Scarecrow says, you call me crazy and you're defending a man dressed up as a bat. and grabs another vial of toxin and places it in front of Batman's head. Once inside, Tim sets up a tripwire, catches another thug. The thug is dazed but still conscious. Tim grabs a metal rod and thinks to himself, "Oh, I hope it wasn't going to come to this," and knocks him out cold with the rod. Tim makes it to the top of the warehouse, and he can see Batman strung upside down in front of the scarecrow with a vial toxin at his head. He knows that there is only one way in. Tim pulls down a ski mask. If recognized, it could lead right back to Bruce Wayne. The scarecrow taunts Batman about what fears the Dark Knight himself. This round of toxin will bring out Batman's worst, the death of his parents, he thinks to himself. At this moment, a masked Tim Drake enters the room with a metal rod he found in hand and demands that the Scarecrow let Batman down. This gives Vicky a chance to get away from the thug holding her, but Tim didn't know they were in the room and the thug comes after Tim. Tim quickly flips the attacker over his shoulder and turns himself towards the Scarecrow. And he and Vicky are both gassed by the toxin. Tim tells himself that he has to fight it. He's not afraid. It's not real. I'm not afraid. But the visions that attack Tim are of the Obeya man And the obey man is about to kill Tim. But also in the toxin state that Tim is in, new visions also appear over Tim. It's the former Robins, Dick and Jason. They tell him to not be afraid. It's nothing to be ashamed of because you're afraid. But that doesn't mean you can't act. You don't need a suit or a mask. It's in you. You make yourself the hero, not the mask. Tim rises from the floor and says, I don't care if I'm scared, but that doesn't mean I can't act. The Scarecrow turns around to see the young masked man as Tim slams the Scarecrow into the wall of toxins spilling all over the Scarecrow. No, no, no! The Scarecrow screams. Now, the visions that the Scarecrow are seeing is him being attacked in a field on a post. By bats and birds. Tim rushes over to a woozy Batman and removes his mask, to which Batman replies, Robin? Moments later, the police arrive to find the various thugs that Tim has taken down as they walk up the stairs in the warehouse. Once at the top, they find Batman kneeling down to help Vicki. We also see that a very scared scarecrow is in the corner, still screaming about the bats and birds. Tim has scaled out the window and heads towards the Batmobile. Batman and the police take the Scarecrow and his henchmen to the squad car and Batman tells them to take Vicky to the hospital. She'll be fine after she gets some treatment. Once the police have left Batman walks towards the Batmobile to talk to Tim. Batman calls Tim out of the shadows. He asks Tim if he's alright and he tells Batman that he will be fine. Batman questions Tim as to why he disobeyed his orders. Tim says that he knew he was to stay home but he knew that Batman was walking into a trap. Tim also says that this probably means that he will now never get to be Batman's partner and never get to wear the suit. Batman asks why he didn't wear the suit tonight. Tim tells Batman that if he did, he felt if he failed, he would disgrace it and he couldn't live with that. Batman tells Tim that he learned a viable lesson tonight, that they make up the rules and they have to stick to them, but sometimes a hunch means rethinking things again. Sometimes a hero gets to break the rules only when it's justified. If Tim hadn't, Both he and Vicky would be dead tonight. Batman holds out his hand and says, thanks, Robin. In the Batcave, Bruce and Tim look at the Robin trophy case. Bruce asks Tim if he's afraid of the suit. Tim says, not afraid, it's just that there's so much history in the suit. It's a symbol the whole world knows, and a symbol that Jason gave his life for. Failing them and what they fought so hard for is what worries him. Bruce says that he knows the costume... Has a lot more weight than any symbol should and that that would be unfair for tim to be expected to bear that much weight bruce hands tim a box and tells tim to let him know what he thinks tim takes the box and leaves the room alfred joins bruce as they wait a mask has a double edge he said it hides your own anxiety as it strikes fear into your enemy a hero doesn't need a mask but it sure helps moments later a figure enters the room wearing long black boots and long green tights with a red fitted tunic with a new yellow R against a black circle the costume also has green sleeves and green gloves the cape is two toned black on the outside and yellow on the inside the green domino mask is affixed to Tim's face with one fist clenched Tim says gentlemen meet the new robin All right, that was the synopsis for Batman 457. Ah, finally, Tim Drake as Robin. It's taken us 12 episodes to get here, but I hope you felt that it was worth the wait. Uh, rather than just jumping right into it, I wanted to really show how well that uh, DC as a whole wrote the Tim Drake character, that you became invested in Tim Drake as a person, and you really wanted... This for Tim, and you were cheering Tim on uh, the whole entire way. I just remember looking at this issue over and over and over again. Just the the back page of Tim and his outfit, and just looking at every minute detail and his n- new stylized R logo. I thought was fantastic. I went right to uh, drawing it and uh, drawing my own Robin images and trying to put him next to Batman. It was just it, it was a wonderful moment to have. A Robin that I could call my own that I was there from the very beginning and got to see Tim finally become Robin And it's a Robin that I obviously connected with very much or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now So normally in this part of the show, we would go into a discussion I would give my thoughts and feelings on the issue and I've really done that through the whole series of you know basically why I started this podcast And what I thought I would do uh, something a little bit different. We'll talk about this issue a little bit, but I want to bring on a couple good friends of mine. Uh, I had said in the previous uh, episode that I was going to try to find a guest for the podcast. Well, I couldn't find one single guest. I found two. Um, uh, the plan was to actually have five of us on here talking about this. I couldn't get the other two me being the fifth, uh, on here, they had some other conflicts come up, but I do have two guests on the show today, and you uh, we were all DC fans. But what kind of links us all together is I also host a review channel that you might have seen some of my stuff on uh, the Batman universe. I'm under the name Rob's Rogue, so you can go uh, check out the action figures in Batman, and of course, obviously, Robin related stuff that I'll post on the Batman universe from time to time as kind of the merchandise reviewer. Uh, I'd been doing this for about two or three years now, and probably in my first year on YouTube, um, I came across uh, four uh, individuals that I just watched their channel uh, religiously, the stuff that they were reviewing, and we 're all same like minded dc yeah we 'll kind of talk about that other company, Marvel. A little bit I started you know liking some of their videos and we started talking back and forth and it's amazing with technology nowadays that you can have conversations and talk to people through Skype uh, which you're going to hear our Skype conversation here in just a few seconds Uh, but even through uh, Google Hangouts and uh, I host a uh, I guess you could call it a TV show called The Rogues Show And uh, the five of us get on and talk about uh, uh, Comic books and action figures Which we primarily talk about action figures As that's what our channels are based on But movies and things like that We're also covering uh, the Batman Eternal series uh, Through uh, my Rob's Rogues uh, page We'll all get on there through a Google Hangout And have a discussion about the comic and action figures And uh, whatever kind of strikes our fancy These four individuals are the two that you're going to hear from in just a second. Um, We've been talking over the course of probably about two years, and we have an open uh, dialogue chat on our Facebook page uh, that's, uh, that we're talking daily, we're getting to the point where it's just not about superheroes and uh, action figures, although there's uh, tons of that. Uh, but we're also, you know, getting to you know learn about each other and find out you know what each other does for a living and just normal day to day stuff. And uh, it's it's really cool in this day and age to have a conversation with somebody. And to never have physically met this person in real life other than on a computer screen. And I feel like I, I know all four of these people, but uh, the two that you're going to hear from in just a second, I really consider these Two good friends of mine uh, that I wish they were just down the street that I can run down and say, hey, oh, my gosh, uh, the the new set of Batman action figures are out. Let's let's go run to the store and go pick them up or to be able to say, hey, I need a cup of sugar. So I am very, very honored to have two of these uh, four people not only in my life as I get a little sappy right here, but two people that I can actually consider friends that um, I'm going to be checking one of them off my list here tomorrow. I'm actually going to go meet him in person. He's coming in close to where I live and I thought, I can't pass up this opportunity. It'll just be very cool tomorrow to get a chance to actually talk to him in person and hopefully just have a wonderful conversation and uh, just hang out, maybe go have lunch or something like that. Uh, I think uh, all five of us has talked about in 2016, go to one central location here in the U.S., as one of them lives over in England. I think he may make the trek to come over here as a little extended holiday, but to go see Batman versus Superman in 2016. That's kind of the idea that we're toying with, and I really kind of hope it happens. Uh, all five of us have be, become you know, uh, fairly close, and uh, like I said, we're talking daily. Um, I am honored to have uh, these two guests on the show today. Um, I consider all four of them uh, really good friends and I wish we all lived a lot closer, it'd be cool to be able to see hey let's go see a movie together just go hang out uh, but I am very very honored to have two of them here uh, again they are both uh, YouTube reviewers and we uh, do a rogues show on my YouTube channel uh, you can look at Rob's Rogues and you can see us there they also have their own YouTube channels uh, the first being Olivia Mullins you can find her under the name automatica on youtube and my good buddy anthony conrad you can find him under odc that's me um again i'm very honored and very happy to have these two people here ladies and gentlemen olivia mullins and anthony conrad welcome to robin everyone loves the drake guys awesome rob thank you for having us i'm doing great Excellent. So I brought these two knuckleheads. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I brought these two here uh, to talk about uh, Tim Drake and just their uh, their thoughts and their feelings about this particular issue from what they uh, might remember or have read maybe briefly before the show. And just kind of about Tim and the his relationship with uh, Batman. And Maybe we'll get some uh, costume discussion going here. Um, I first want to start off that I don't know with the uh, – Uh, New 52, if uh, they would have really, if this story would have happened placed place in the New 52, would they have taken an entire year uh, like they did with Tim back in the old continuity to devote to just Tim uh, Drake uh, training and really developing his character? I would kind of think nowadays we would rush this out over the course of probably four or five issues and we wouldn't get uh, this rich story that we got with Tim. So I guess we'll Uh, We'll start there first. Uh, What do you guys think about kind of leaving the new 52 out? We could talk a little bit about that if you want. But uh, the the growth of Tim Drake during his year. Uh, Tim's first appearance was Batman 436, and now Tim finally gets to be Robin in 457. So we're almost pushing two years before Tim finally gets to don a uh, Robin costume. So I guess I'll kind of leave it up to you guys to... Where you want to go with it, uh, Olivia? uh, What do you think about just the development of Tim uh, back then? Do you think we would have gotten that nowadays uh, out of uh, D.C.?
1: Um, I think it's interesting. It's it's definitely, like, it shows you how far comics have come and, like, what what they consider, I guess, important now and and as far as character development goes. Uh, It kind of, like, reminds me maybe of, I guess, you know, we have, like, Harper Row today, like, it... Is she going to become, you know, something like this where she's going to be a really important to, like the Bat family or, or you know, DC at least? Um, but we don't know that yet, so we don't really have any, anyone like this in the New 52 where we saw such a, a long period of development. Uh, so it was, it's, a, it's really nice to be able to follow something from, you know, for such a long period of time and you really kind of grow with it. Anthony?
2: Absolutely, I mean Olivia, you hit the nail on the head. Um, uh, with the new Fifty Two, it doesn't seem like there's been a lot of growth and development um, with the characters like they they were pre New Fifty Two. Um, well, on top of that, because it's so it's still it's still new, it's still the new New Fifty Two. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean. With now, what they're doing with New 52, it's like they kind of flip-flop and, and, you know, they killed off Damien. It's like you you don't really have a chance to really grasp the character, even though it's it's a, it's a different storyline completely and with different continuity uh, with the New 52. It, it, it seems like they just keep flip-flopping and they, don't, they can't land on a specific Robin for some reason, um, which is kind of frustrating. I mean, Tim is really the only Robin that you can really grasp right now. Uh, with the new 52 it's like they, they finally they're finally getting it right i feel like he's I mean, he really is probably one of the best robins if not one, the best robin um that's up for debate though I know, I know there's a lot of dick grayson fans out there but um uh to me he he is the best robin that i that i have read so far
0: uh, it was kind of funny that you mentioned uh, Harper. Uh, I think if I have my issues right, I think she made her appearance in issue 11 in the new 52 and uh-huh. then didn't make another one until issue 18, and now she's starting to get a little bit of coverage in uh, Batman Eternal. But aside right. from like an issue here or there, uh, there's no investment in the Harper Row character where for no. – uh, for argument's sake, a year and a half of Tim Drake's existence in the old continuity. In every Batman comic or Detective comic, there was always a, a page or three or four panels devoted to what was Tim doing. So you were kind of like, oh yeah, that's that's the kid that you know knows who Bruce Wayne is, and he's training with you know so and so. So they were right. still real focused on that. But with a character like Harper, uh, you know, getting into Batman Eternal, which you know the uh, four of us or actually five of us talk about is uh, still something that people are like, who's Harper Rowe? It's like, oh, you know, she was, one, she was in that one panel of, you know, issue 11. So, you know, I think the New 52 wants to have their cake and eat it too. Like, okay, forget the old continuity, but you kind of have to know some of it. So uh, yeah. it's, uh, I love the New 52, but uh, doing some of these uh, older issues for this podcast really makes me uh, – appreciate what we had and uh, this yeah. story for 457 I still think holds up today as much as it did 25 years ago
1: yeah
2: I
0: agree um, uh, we might
2: be getting the old continuity back too sooner yeah. Than later. yeah that's what
1: it's looking like yeah.
0: it, it it could be something that uh, you know we could have the maybe the best of both we have some some of the status quos the new 52 and still bring back you know some of the old stuff so I, I'd be curious to see where it goes uh, yeah. In this particular issue, uh, the uh, weight uh, – I think I mentioned that uh, before in our uh, Facebook message – that's uh, through the whole entire, I guess, history up to this point for Tim Drake, uh, the Robin costume or the Jason costume that's in the uh, Batcave is something that, uh, that Tim would almost uh, idolize or, or, or worship at some point. It's uh, almost a spiritual connection that he felt he had to live up to. Uh, where Jason Todd was. Um, you know we're talking about a fictional character, but did you... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, real as, it's real as we want it to be. Uh, did you feel this was a, a undue pressure that Tim put on himself, or was it something that Bruce kind of superimposed on Tim to try to make him realize the job that he's wanting to do, um, to where he's almost dangling this carrot in front of Tim and saying, you know, I'm going to make you work for it. If you want to do it, you're going to be put through the ringer um do, do you think that's something that uh, Tim was just unceremoniously dealing with himself just putting all this pressure on him? I don't think so
2: I think for me it's always been like Tim Drake wanted to always be Robin um he he sought out Batman he he, he figured out who Batman was for me it's like he he wanted he wanted to to become Robin he always wanted that and uh yeah so I don't feel like he was pressured to do it I don't feel like Batman was pressuring him to do it um, necessarily.
0: I mean, even internally for himself, that he he wanted to be Robin, but he had all these expectations he felt he needed to live up to in order to put on this suit. Even in this particular issue, when he goes out to save Batman under a direct yeah. order of "if you do this, you won't you won't be Robin. You can forget about it." That Batman asks him, "Well, why why didn't you wear the suit tonight?" And he says, "You know, I." If I failed, I, I would have. I thought I would have disgraced the costume, and I I couldn't bear to live with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little bit of both, as as far as like, you know, Bruce is obviously setting up these sort of rules for him, where like you said, he can't. You know, if you put on the suit, you know, it's a, or if you if you come out tonight, it's over. But like at the same time, it is a lot of Tim putting pressure on himself to, to just. And, and I don't know if it's. I mean, I guess some of the pressure is like unnecessary it's you know i'm sure you know we know obviously he can live up to being robin and and a lot of people say he is the best robin so he he surpasses living up to robin but uh you know some of the pressure is is you know warranted i mean there's a history here and not only just just jason and and what happened to him but also dick and, and all that he did as robin so it's a little bit you know too much pressure maybe yeah but you know, he's, he's it's something that's a little it's a big thing for him. So okay. I'd say it's expected. <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah, well, I mean, hey, I'll backtrack from what I said. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, obviously, you know, in general, he 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 wants to be that. But I mean, at, at, with, with 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 the responsibility of being Robin, I mean, of course, there's going to be some pressure. Um, and, and I think maybe he's maybe he wasn't wasn't ready for it at the time but um i feel like uh in the future he'll 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 build up to doing that but of course there's going to be pressure uh i mean w- with uh, heavy weighs the crown so to speak
0: um uh, very well said so. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, relationship that tim has with alfred uh do you think at a certain point alfred was like, okay, we've had Dick, uh, Dick and Bruce had this awkward ending where Dick doesn't want to stay Robin, and then right away Bruce brings in Jason Todd. We have a horrible death, and now here's a third young boy that Bruce is bringing in. Do you think there was a red flag for uh, Alfred to say something to Bruce of like, what are you doing? This this is round three for you, Uh I, I guess I don't know how to how to say that intelligibly other than, it, it, was there something Alfred should have said, or was he just being the subservient butler and like, okay, I'll just uh, I'm going to go along with it.
2: I mean, maybe he should have said something. <laughs> he probably should have. In, in hindsight being 2020, 20, uh he probably should have. He should, should have been like, uh, another kid? What are you doing? And, and at that point, it was like, Batman was like, no more kids, and I'm going to do my own thing at that point, and it's like... I mean, Alfred probably should have been the voice of reason there. (laughs) Just saying.
0: (laughs) I Probably also, at the same time, though, we have Batman going through a tailspin after the death of Jason, and getting more and more brutal... So uh, yeah. maybe it did take somebody like Tim from being an outsider where maybe Alfred was just coddling Bruce to try and get through because he was coming back more and more broken. And uh, I forget what issue it was that I covered where Alfred says, I didn't spend these days to continue to mend you. There's going to be one day where you're not going to come back. And I, yeah. and I fear for that day right around the same time that uh, Tim comes into the picture and basically says, I, I know you're basically going loopy since losing uh, losing Jason. So uh, it, in some ways, I think not only did Tim obviously probably save Bruce's life, but he probably saved Alfred on some level too, because I think Alfred was – I mean, what's Alfred really going to do up against somebody like Batman other than, you know, shame him for what he's doing? But we know how that works with Batman. <laughs> he's just going to punch you right in the mouth.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I feel like uh, Alfred – Probably, maybe he wanted to say something about it, but like like you said, like, I think he, maybe Alfred was thinking, I think he needs this in his life right now to get his mind off of Jason because, I mean, he was, he was in a bad place. Bruce was in a bad place, and I feel like when when Tim came along, it was like this totally 180 from Jason. And and especially, uh, I mean, basically, Tim basically... uh, As I try to spit the words out here. Um, (laughs) um, Tim basically, I mean, he pretty much impressed he uh, he and Alfred by figuring out his identity and all that. And, I mean, that's impressive for anybody. And um, I just think that, uh, you know, Alfred was probably wanting to say something, but he was probably like, you know what, this is probably for the best overall. What i I, oh sorry, go ahead. I
1: was going to say, I I feel like even if Alfred did say something, it, it wouldn't... I mean, you know, Bruce would probably have his whatever he's going to say. But I think even Tim would stand up for himself, too. And he he knew what he wanted.
0: Yeah. Uh, The thing I think is cool, rather than going through Bruce first, he goes through Dick. He tracks down Dick with, in the old continuity, Tim is in the circus when Dick's parents die. So he sees that right before his eyes. He was kind of he had already met Dick. Uh, a few hours or minutes, it doesn't really say, but gets his photo taken with the flying Graysons, and has that moment. Um, I think it's in uh, 436 where you see uh, Dick kneeling down on one knee and picking up Tim and setting him on his, you know, lap or whatever, and getting a photo taken. So that's when you know Batman comes into the circus, and so he instantly gets to see Batman at the circus, and then starts putting two and two together. Like, well, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne adopts. Uh, Dick Grayson as his ward and then pretty soon we have Batman and Robin so he goes through that whole thing so I think it was really cool that he goes to Dick Grayson first and shows him the photo and says I I know you're Nightwing and I know that Jason Todd used to be Robin so that always impressed me right away that he goes through uh, the protege first as it were saying uh, at first it wasn't that hey I need to be Robin it needs to be Dick you need to be Robin because Batman needs that Batman and Robin uh, look, that was something I always wondered. Uh, I think I was a freshman in high school or sophomore in high school when I read this. I didn't care for the Nightwing <laughs> character at all. I <clears throat> thought, oh, this Dick Grayson Nightwing, is stupid. He had to be Robin. So I remember going. blast him. Him. <laughs> him. Now I'd like. But I mean, could you imagine if they had allowed Dick Grayson to go back to being Robin? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm obviously very grateful that he <laughs> that he didn't. But during that whole story arc, I was. Every page, I was like, "When's Dick gonna be Robin?" And then you get that turn where it's Tim that has to go out as Robin to save Bruce and Dick. So, uh, uh, did you guys have any thoughts uh, about that of uh, whether Dick was going to become Robin or just the relationship that Dim and uh, Dim, Dick and Tim have? <laughs> what were those two people saying? I think
2: by that point, um, Dick was pretty much over being Robin. Um, I mean, having the uh, you know. It was time for him to move on, especially with the, uh, you know, the teen Titans going on. And I think it was, he was like, it's time for me to grow up and become my own man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: I, I don't, I think he'd see it as going backwards. And
2: yeah, I, guess I'll do that.
0: Uh, I like the, uh, big brother relationship that, uh, started, uh, pretty soon. I mean, it, it was kind of going on already after Tim lost his parents and that's something else we could talk about, but they're, uh, the big brother relationship that you would have, um, even as a real brothers would have like, okay, dad's really coming down hard on me. So the older brother kind of gives you the pointers of, um, I always liked that relationship with, uh, Bruce and Tim, that when Bruce would come down really hard on Tim for whatever it was, Dick was kind of there to soften the blow a little bit and even be the, uh, between the two where, uh, there was a couple times that Dick would tell Bruce, you know, you're being really hard on Tim. You, you need to remember how I, how I was in the things that you taught me and you're making it uh, twice as hard. And I think that's uh, the death of Jason did kind of make Tim's early career as Robin really hard because Bruce was trying so hard to make sure that Tim didn't follow down those same uh, holes again. Mm -hmm. Uh, How did you guys feel about the, the, uh, big brother relationship between the two?
1: (laughs) Um, I'm actually, I mean, I having like, I'm still obviously like, Uh, New to comics, I consider myself anyway And, like, I I haven't read, like, all Of these stories yet, so, like, I'm actually Not super familiar with Their, like, I know that they have this Relationship, and I've seen it in some, like Teen Titans and Titans issues But that, like, that's, like, later Down the line, so, like, I'm not really familiar with Like, the early stages of their Um, older brother Relationship thing (laughs) So, Anthony
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I would say that, uh, yeah, I mean, the relationship is there, and uh, it it was warranted. Uh, I I really feel like, you know, Dick needed to be the voice of reason for Batman, because I think, like you said, Rob, uh, it's really more or less Batman not wanting Tim to become what Jason had become. Um, And and what happened to Jason happened to Jason. Um, I feel like he was just much harder on Tim for... Certain reasons. I feel like he saw something much different in Tim than he saw in the, you know, Dick or Jason. Um, A lot of people would say that, you know, Tim might be the best suited to take over as batman over the other two because dick wants to be his own man he wants to be nightwing uh and he's pretty much set on that and you know jason is jason you know (laughs) 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 and so i mean and then there's tim um and and at that point there was no damien there was no harper there was no any of that so i mean really tim is i mean he's he's the best detective out of the of the three um um, and I think I yeah like going like I said I, I just think I feel like he saw something a little bit different in Tim and that's why maybe he's a little bit harsher towards him.
0: I don't think it's till much later uh, towards I think when Superboy ends up dying. It's in that time frame where Bruce says that Tim is a much better detective than me and one day uh, will be the greatest detective in the world, which mm-hmm. I thought was probably the highest compliment that Batman pay anybody to say that there's somebody currently right now that's better than me, and it's my sidekick, you know? So I always liked that, that at a certain point, like you said, Anthony, Bruce could see these traits that kind of surpassed the other two Robins, and after a while realized uh, he can surpass me, and it was actually Tim later on that uh, realizes that Bruce Wayne is in fact still alive. He's just trapped somewhere in time, so after... Uh, dick and jason alfred have given up and said well bruce wayne's dead tim still held on to that fact of like no he's not i know he's out there and i'm gonna prove it to everybody so uh that made me uh, really appreciate uh, tim even more uh something i wanted to talk about was tim is the only one aside from jason finding out he has a mother at the very end that for almost the entire time tim is robin he has his father in the picture um Granted, his father ends up remarrying at some point, uh, but talk about a, uh, uh, a almost a triple identity he has to keep up. The uh, partner to Batman, the high school student, and the uh, son to Jack Drake. Um, so I, I kind of want to talk about that for a little bit. What do you think uh, having his dad still be alive, and not only be alive, but... Uh, be paralyzed and be in a wheelchair. That he has to. He has that responsibility as well, along with catching the Joker, doing homework, and you know, taking care of dad. <laughs> I guess
1: right? I'll go. It's okay. I guess I'll go. Um, I, it's, it's definitely like a different dynamic, and it, it also lends itself to like how, how I mean, making Tim different. Like you know, it's you know, everybody else is, my parents are dead, like or you know, whatever my parents are this. Or, and he, he, it's a little more of like a. I guess it's I mean it's slightly more optimistic but um, it's it's definitely interesting that, to give Tim so much to deal with like I kind of wonder what it would have been like had his father died like like at the same you know at the same point but
2: I don't I don't know where I'm going with this <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I mean I, I think that uh, you know I, obviously, if there's if there's a tragedy, there's there's going to be a, a, a triumph over that tragedy, and I feel like I don't know. It, it, I mean, Olivia, you pretty much said it. it it's if there, if there if it <laughs> if there was a tra- I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Um,
0: <laughs> I can't hit the proverbial nail on my head. Oh, I I think <laughs> I know where you're where you're trying to go with. <laughs> oh, with with something that Tim had to go through, he did come out. You know, smelling like a rose in the end. Uh, he did end up losing his mother uh, during uh, the attack with the obeah man early on, which was what paralyzed his father. But uh, just the. Uh, the honest person that they always portrayed uh tim to be is like boy this would be the kid next door that you'd want to mow your yard and shovel your <laughs> snow and he's going to do all these things but he has to lie to his dad and cover up uh all these bruises that he's getting and saying that he's part of the football team or the soccer team or whatever it was and even when he gets cornered and asked about it, he's got to find some clever way to lie himself out of a situation which I think was uh, something Tim always struggled with, that this is a job I really want, but it's coming at a cost of feeling feeling like I have to be dishonest and I can't tell the one person that I want to tell.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, mean, Tim, the proverbial
0: uh, uh, beaver. (laughs) (laughs) Beaver's done it again! (laughs) Yeah, very good. Very good, (laughs) Wally. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's talk about... Oh, go ahead. So no, I was just being... <laughs> uh, let's talk about the uh, Robin costume. Um, I think right up until uh, this issue uh, has uh, Batman hanging upside down with a Scarecrow on it, and you do see Tim in the Robin costume, although it's in black and white. And I think when I initially picked this issue up... I assumed that, oh, hey, there's Tim as Robin. I didn't realize that that was his new Robin costume. I was assuming he was going to be wearing the pixie boots. Uh, What did you think of the updated Robin costume that they gave Tim? Uh, Do you think it would have worked in the early 90s with Tim wearing the pixie boot costume any longer? Hell no.
1: No. I I don't know how any of the guys ever got away with it, really.
2: (laughs) It's like, uh, hey, I got this little kid hanging out with me, and I'm a yeah. grown man, and he's wearing pixie boots and no pants. <laughs> and I think Tim was like, ah, ah. I mean, that's cool if they did that, but uh, I need some pants. Yeah, <laughs> City can be cold. <laughs> yes, I'm freezing my gazangas off of be... <laughs> uh. But uh, yeah, I think I think he, it was it was a great uh, change for the character. I, I mean it's all, it was almost like with Jason and 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 Dick you could almost barely tell the difference yeah and yeah. you could really tell the difference between Tim and the other two it's like
0: it's Dick like had the Dick comb, had over comb over and over Jason, Jason had the double cowlicks and that was yeah the only way you could really tell who was who yeah uh, do you have a favorite part of the costume uh, one thing that you're just like oh that's just that's cool i
1: i honestly like my- this might seem silly, but I think like the coolest like part, the newest part is, is is the new R. Like yeah. he gets his own R, and like it just it's it's silly, but like it has so much personality to it. Yeah. <laughs> like just, like the other one is just okay. There's there's an R costume, but this one is just like it's like okay, this is Robin. Like it looks so cool.
0: Uh, this yeah. was something I just saw uh, yesterday, or actually a couple days ago. Um, looking at the Robin figure with his stylized R, if you turn the R sideways and look in where the hole of the R is, it looks like a bird. Like it oh, re- it does. Like it represents his, his red Robin bird logo. Oh, yeah,
2: it does. Okay, yeah.
0: So I don't know if that was deliberate or if my mind is seeing that or not, if it's just how, how that <laughs> happened. But um, I did like for a while that uh, Robin uh, – they stopped doing it after a while – but he could use the R as, like, a shuriken or a disc or a throwing yeah. uh, type yeah, of cool. I, I thought that was kind of cool early on that he could uh, use that and, uh, and have multiple ones. But then there'd be the streets covered with R's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Donald must have been here or something.
2: Where are, where are all these R's coming from? <laughs> what do they mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I really like the suit, though. um I mean, it, it, it epitomized the 90s, though. I mean, at that time, um, everything was changing in the 90s, comic books in general. But um, for Robin, it was a, I mean, it was a, it was a big change for him, and uh, it really, I mean, it, it, it kind of lit, it kind of lit up uh, the, the panel. If you're reading a panel, and uh, you, you know, you see Batman, he's always dark, and then you see Robin in this nice new suit with different, we has got different kind of gloves on, he's got a uh, um, like the red, red uh, uh, shirt or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think sure. got the green leggings, I guess if you want to call it that too. <laughs> 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 but it really lit it up, and it really uh, it epitomized what what the '90s in comics were—that look.
0: Uh, my favorite part, uh, aside from the R, the R I thought was really cool. But since Olivia took that one, uh, <laughs> mine'll be his cape. Um, oh, yeah. Then rather it being an all yellow cape, they made it two toned with. Uh, no. the outer side being black so if he wanted to hide in the shadows he could wrap the full black cape around himself and still be uh, somewhat hidden and then could jump oh. out and you would just see this yellow like wingspan coming to attack you so I like that they kept at least the yellow on the inside but I thought the black on the outside was a, a real slick uh, addition to his costume yeah that, that was, was that fringed was be my second wasn't it else. oh I'm sorry <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> wasn't it fringed uh, like Batman's no, they didn't fringe it until he got to his uh, Superboy
1: uh, Yeah, his one year later costume. Uh, yeah.
0: I know we're not that far. Uh, which of the two uh, Robin costumes do you like? Do you like the uh, original one that he had or the one year later costume? If you had to pick one.
1: Ooh. Oh, that's tough. I like both of them a lot. I mean, I I think I think if I had to pick one, I'd probably I feel like I'm gonna get the I feel like this is like the wrong answer but I think I like the one. There is no
2: wrong answer.
1: I, I think I like the one year later costume better uh, just because it's it's uh, I don't know red and green always to me seems like Christmas <laughs> So, <laughs> so as, as much as it is is I also do like the the one year later costume because it's a little more simplified but it still feels like like Tim's costume and I also like the meaning behind it so you know,
2: Ah, hello, my name's Christmas Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the all red. Um, the, the year later, um, I, I like the all red. It, it, it just, uh, I don't know. It, it, it was it's was a nice big change for him, and I kind of I feel like it really just stuck with him throughout. I mean, even going into Red Robin, um, it kind of stuck with him, just the red and the black, and uh, yeah, I think it's that that suited him the best. I think.
0: uh, Plus he had
2: full sleeves. He
0: wasn't so cold. Yeah, Yeah. I like that
1: too.
0: (laughs) I will too also say I liked the red and black. As much as I like this uh, costume, uh, the animated series uh, was in its final season, and they brought in a Tim Drake character, and he was in the red and black right around the same time. uh, that Tim went into the red and black, and uh, looking at a Robin that happens to be outside my window, uh, I can actually see that he is red and black as he's hopping around out there. Uh, but uh, I think he looked more bird-like, and yes, it had the, I uh, uh, forget the words I'm trying to say, the the honor for Connor Kent having passed away, so Kent? used his color, so I thought it kind of uh, brought everything kind of uh, all full, full circle there. So, yeah. yeah. So, three for three. three. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, do you have a? I know Olivia said you hadn't read much from this area, area, era of, <laughs> of, of comics, but uh, do you have like a, a favorite uh, Tim Drake story where uh, it, it just? I don't know. Was real Tim Drake senator one that you just kind of associate with uh, Tim Drake at all through this? Uh, even going clear up to the you know very end before the New Fifty Two.
1: Hmm. Um. I would say, okay, well, generally speaking, I, I love, like, the Teen Titans and Teen Books and stuff like that, so really any, any time Tim was in the Teen Titans is, like, I, I like the whole, like, uh, run that Jeff John started, that that era, like, that, you know, I have a story from that, it's cool to me, and then I also like, this is going into Red Robin, but I do also like how you brought up the, uh, that he you know, he's the one that says, you know, Bruce isn't dead, and it's, it's funny because so many people were, you know, ex- I think probably expected Tim, to take over as Batman and like it, it's kind of like well how can Dick be Batman? Like well why wasn't Tim Batman? But then at the same time it's like it's that's what set up that story for, for him to kind of just be on his own and, and say, I'm gonna find Bruce And I think that's really it's it's really it speaks to his character.
2: Yeah. Um to be honest with you, I haven't read too much of his 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 uh, Teen Titans run from the New Fifty Two um, I would say Red Robin number one. Um, I mean, he really got his change, and, and he became his own guy. And uh, it was to showcase him, and I really appreciated that. Um, and I love that look for him. That That is my favorite Red Robin look for him. Uh, that's my favorite overall look for Tim is that, that suit. And, uh, yeah, I, that, that would be the, the, the one that I would um, – associate Tim with is is uh, when he transitioned into Red
0: Robin. Um, I will, will agree with you on that one, and the story arc that came right before that was called Search for a Hero. Search for a Hero? Uh-huh. Where, uh, you know, Bru- or Bruce now, Bruce is gone, but uh, Tim is in that final stages of putting together, he's trying to uh, he's the one that's in control of Gotham City, Tim's doing his own thing, and uh, uh, he has this big battle with anarchy, And uh, he kind of singes the back of his hair and kind of has, like, some third-degree burns. So he has to put on the Red Robin cowl. So for an issue and a half, Tim is running around in his red and black uh, costume, but he's wearing the Red Robin uh, cowl on. And I thought that was a great look. I kind of wish that was his Red Robin outfit. Uh, It's a really cool image. I'll try to put it up on the... uh, Um, my uh, facebook page for robin everyone loves a drake if you want to check that one out like you said anthony the uh the grail the very first issue of the red robin series and then uh probably my favorite uh, would be the lonely place of dying where uh, tim is uh introduced uh i've said previously on the podcast that if there's one book that somebody wants to say well why does batman need a robin you know i like my batman as a solo batman i'll i'll give him the lonely place of dying book and it it, to me, just says everything, all the reasons why Batman needs a Robin. It keeps him uh, it keeps him from going too dark, but keeps him on that uh, that straight path that ha- he has the other person to say, okay, this is what we're going to do, and he can have uh, a discussion with somebody else rather than just jumping headlong into a situation and then not having to uh, try and find out, okay, how am I going to get out of this predicament? At least he's got somebody else there that has his back, so... Those would be uh, my few. uh, Other than the uh, search for a hero, which I really, really like. Yeah. Um, Yeah,
2: I agree. Um, I wanted to to touch on that for a second. Um, Just the the association that a lot of people are like, I like my Batman alone. Um, I feel like, and I've been reading Batman since uh, since I can remember. Um, Batman needs a Robin. He's always needed a Robin for me. Um, I mean, Robin's pretty old since, uh, and, and, uh, just to touch on that, I just think he he does need somebody else there just to lighten the mood, because um, Batman doesn't really joke around. He's, there's not like a lot of, I mean, let, let's be honest, Batman's not going to go around cracking jokes and, <laughs> and, and, and make the, uh, make the story you're reading very, uh, lighthearted. Um uh so yeah i feel like he he needs that he needs that 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 difference of opinion too um he, he uh, you know there might be something that that bruce will see and then robin sees differently and then we'll kind of point it out to batman and will be like oh good good catch on that and it's just just little things like that that really r- little quirks that that all, all the robins have brought to bruce's life and uh really kind of molded bruce too um a lot of emphasis be, gets put on um, Rob, Robin being molded by Batman, but I feel like it's a it's a give and take there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Uh, I I like reading Batman with Robin like better. If I have to pick between solo Batman, and Batman with Robin, you know, Batman and Robin at Home same with, but <laughs> um, it, they it's a, it's a two way street. They they both need each other, and, and I mean, I guess. <sighs> I guess to a degree, you know, you think like, oh, well, they both need each other. Well, then, why does they become Nightwing, or why does this become this? But it's, you know, I think Robin is is a is a mantle, and it's it's kind of you can outgrow it, and so that's why it's passed down to to younger men. <laughs> I'm not going to say boys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I I totally agree. <laughs> I, I agree, and I, to, I know where you're going with that um it is a mantle that it's like a it's like putting on a crown you know what i mean yeah. like we're going back to we've come full circle now um yeah it's like putting on a crown and and it's it's an important thing um and i robin is just as important as batman is i don't see why he's not um a lot of people just don't view it that way but i think he's just as important as batman
0: but not only that but uh next year is going to mark uh would be Technically, Dick Grayson, but uh, Robin's 75th anniversary. Uh-huh. Um, I, everybody talks about the Trinity being Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, but I actually think the Trinity might actually be Superman, Batman, and Robin, and then Wonder Woman. Um, I, I think if you do that association game, if I say, a, okay, I say Superman, you might say Lex Luthor, but if I say Batman, I think 99% of the time the next word out of somebody's mouth is going to be Robin. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I, you'll, you'll have the sum. You no, know, I would say the Joker first, but I. <laughs> I
2: think it's very cool. easy to
0: say Batman and Robin. Um, maybe not referring to the 97 Batman and Robin movie. We can just pretend that never happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I mean, my four year old nephew, he, uh, he's like, I'm going to be like uh, who, who do you, you want to play we'll, we'll do like a superhero draft And like he'll always I'll draft Batman And then he'll draft uh, uh, Oh Robin right after. So it's like Guilty by association Is uh, It's Batman and Robin And you always Associate Batman and Robin So I would agree that uh, Robin's probably A little bit more Important I guess In the sense Than Wonder Woman is When it comes to Associating things together
0: what yeah. uh, I think also the Robin character at least stands for for Batman that is the constant reminder at his side that this is why he's fighting the fight that he is uh, that he became Batman so no one else would have to suffer the same fate he did and here was basically let's say Dick Grayson for example his parents died and now this is the living reminder this is exactly the person that I'm fighting for and then it was Jason, is the kid that was at his lowest point stealing the hubcaps off the Batmobile, and Bruce tries to do the, okay, I'm going to take this kid that's at rock bottom, and I'm going to try and turn him into something uh, like I had or something greater, and then Tim comes along and is that person that says, I want to make you the person, you you should be Batman, and in turn, Bruce ends up making uh, Tim uh, probably one of the better Robins, so I, I like that uh, look between a uh, uh, Batman and Robin that they're both one the same, helping each other be the best that they can. I think uh, together, Batman and Robin are stronger than they are apart. So, yeah, like we'll mm-hmm. always have a Robin.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to. I feel like they're gonna bring Damien back
0: soon too. Uh, I think so too. I, I think so Within too. A uh, month, I think. Uh, yeah, the uh, Omega series uh, starts in July, maybe the uh, second week of July. I know in one interview, Grant Morrison has said, you know, DC Comics may find some way to bring him back. And I, I, I really hope that they do, I think. Uh, and that was a, a relationship, at least far as the podcast is concerned. Uh, we're not that far yet. That's still way off in the future. But I like the uh, angry little snot that Damien is to uh <laughs> tim uh, constantly uh, you know just at the time that uh, bruce adopts tim officially and he becomes timothy drake wayne is the time damien comes in and still gives him that you know you're the fake son i'm the real son and uh, uh-huh. i just kind of like that bickering back and forth that uh tim has to deal with constantly i just thought that was a, a brilliant set of writing that they uh, threw in there. And initially I hated Damien because he uh-huh. knocked my favorite Robin out of being Robin, but I didn't realize that Tim was going to, uh, become something greater. So I just, I liked that, <laughs> those two Robins. and I at least liked it that Tim decided, look, I'm still going to be a Robin. I'll yep. just be a red one. You can't take that away. from
2: <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, definitely. I mean, we, I mean, Damien can say whatever he wants, but, uh, guess what who is the better robin who's been the better robin uh, it's always been tim sorry uh so <laughs> uh damien's uh yeah yeah i mean i'd like to see damien come back just because i need i need my robin void filled because there is no robin and even with harper she's not robin she's her own yeah you know she's something different um so i need my robin void filled and there is no robin right now um so it'd be nice for him to come back um so
0: there you go. Yeah. I think you could uh, have a fine line that I think if you would bring somebody brand new in, let's say it's uh, Harper Row, or it's it could be somebody completely different. Now you start going through the Robins. are starting to become the flavor of the month. Now we're on the, yeah. the fifth Robin, and uh, it kind of looks a little silly. So, And I think for at least the Batman character, he needs to be made whole again by having uh, Damien brought back. But
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't want it watered down, especially not the, you know, be, becoming a Robin. If it, it takes a special person to become a Robin, you can't just throw somebody in the mix, you know? you gotta build, You got to build somebody up. Like, they started building up Harper Rowe, um, but they, they went a different direction. I'm kind of glad she didn't become Robin. Um, for a minute, I thought they were going to go with Carrie Kelly. Yeah. They didn't what, know what, that. About the, I, what happened to her? I don't know. They just kind of <laughs> was like, Oh, she's here for a second. Now she's gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, the only last story beat with her that uh, she thinks that Damien is uh, studying abroad over in England yeah. or something like that. Right.
2: Yeah, that yeah. she was like the she, – wasn't she like a tutor or something? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she was taking care of Titus, so yeah. – yeah. But uh, you guys have any other uh, final thoughts on uh, Tim Drake uh, being the Robin, at least And as we go back to old continuity here as we went uh, New 52-ish there, which uh, I will talk about New 52 all day long. Uh, but at least as far as, uh, as this issue is concerned, uh, Tim gets his new costume from uh, Bruce, and the issue that will come right after this will be the first Robin miniseries where Bruce sends him off to go talk or talk uh, to go train with Lady Shiva, and that'll be a five-issue miniseries. So, and, any other final thoughts about Tim Drake and uh, his new Robin digs, or just him finally being Robin?
2: Yeah, actually, uh, I'm glad you brought up Lady Shiva because, um, like, like I said, it takes a special person to be Robin, and and Tim was something totally different. Like I said earlier, from uh, Dick and uh, Jason were actually with Lady Shiva. When she training him, saw the most potential in Tim, even in his fighting skills and his his fighting acumen. If you want, if you want to say that, um, she, that she didn't see, she she hadn't she hadn't even seen that in Bruce. So, I mean that that goes a long way, especially if Lady Shiva is is training you, <laughs> and she's I mean basically the best hand to hand combat fighter in the DC universe. Um, that's just my perspective, but. Um, yeah, so she... I mean, if Lady Shiva sees something different in you and, and sees, sees potential in you like that, that, that goes a long way.
0: Uh, the one thing I think is really cool from that training, uh, she uh, makes Tim uh, choose a weapon to fight with, and there's all these, like, lethal weapons and yeah. uh, stuff like that, and Tim ends up picking the bow staff, and uh, uh, Tim has that same... Uh, feeling of, you know, obviously not killing like Bruce does, but he ends up using the bow staff in ways to, like, you know, vault over things or flip people over his shoulder, and I like that it collapses. That's one of my other favorite things about, maybe not the costume, but the the gadget that Tim has is, uh, granted he has, you know, batarangs and bat grapples and all that stuff, but the staff was something that was his and his own that uh, you just see, even with the action figures that we collect, Robin usually comes okay. with a staff of some type or is drawn with the staff, and I think that's Another one of those uh, things that uh, they made sure when they made this Robin, they took their time with him, but they made him different enough that set himself apart uh, from the rest of the Robins, but you still looked at it and went, oh yeah, that's definitely Robin. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. It's very cool. I think Tim has the most unique Robin story and like the one that you really can relate to the most and grow with the most and like it's, it's so much, so much unique about it as far as his new costume. He has this weapon that he picks on his own, and he has all these reasons for it. And he, it's just, he's very special.
2: Yeah, he's a special boy.
0: <laughs> <Excellent>.
2: <laughs> Do you all right? Uh, I, I just want to bring this up. Uh, his new fifty-two costume. I, I keep ha- it's like it's like I'm I'm in the ocean I'm out it's like a wave like one day I will like it and then the next day yeah. it's like what is this ridiculousness yeah. I feel you i it looks like Falcon
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm torn I, I went from a point of absolutely hating the costume it yeah. looked like it was so busy they tried to throw so yeah. much at it yeah. um I think for a while he had uh, a another cross brace that went through the front that it made it look like it was holding down the bandoliers that were going across Mm -hmm. his chest. So they eventually got rid of that, but I've actually come to really like the costume. uh, Now Uh, I, I would like for him just to have a Cape, uh, the wing glider. Uh, I I like at some points it looks like it's a Cape depending on who's drawing it. So uh, I know Brett Booth uh, who actually designed the Tim Drake, uh, new 52 costume. He said you know what a better way to have a cape than uh, something that gives you the ability to glide he's the first Robin that can fly on his own that doesn't need you know some type of you know bat gravel he can just jump off and fly right along with Superman so I, I, I'm i torn on it I would have liked to have seen uh, if they were going to do that maybe do the old costume but give him back you know take off the cowl and have the domino mask and just leave it at that but right. I'm with you at, at one minute I'm um, it's just like, oh, I just don't get it, but I'm eagerly anticipating the figure coming out. So me too. I, me too. It's, it, it's growing on me. I absolutely hated it at first, but uh, going through Batman Eternal and seeing Red Robin in the pages, I'm uh, I'm smiling and I'm reading it. The only thing that bugs the crap out of me is de- they can't decide where the bird logo is supposed to go. <laughs> it's, on the, it's on the right shoulder, it's on the left shoulder, then it's in the center of his chest. So And in one panel, if you read the newest issue of Batman Eternal, the bird logo moves in all three places. <laughs> it bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> but, but anyway, so
1: yeah, I, I agree. It's, the
0: old Red Robin, yeah,
1: costume. yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was gonna say I don't really like the cow, but I mean I take I like that I still like it overall better than his new fifty two costume.
0: Yeah. yeah, if I was so. to pick one, that's I would go for the old one. I think it just makes more sense for me. I
2: don't know what it is about the cowl, um, but if I'm running around in a Domino mask, like
0: you're gonna know who I am. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was something that uh, 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 my wife laugh, laughed at hysterically in the Green Lantern movie, where you know Ryan Reynolds comes in as Green Lantern yeah. <laughs> and tries to be all funny, and uh, Carol Ferris is like, "How?" I know it's you. I know your cheekbones. I've seen you naked for crying out loud. You know?
2: <laughs> Just one of those yeah. like,
0: it, I don't care what type of glass or masks you're wearing. You know, you'll you'll know who that person is. Yeah. Exactly. So and I kind of liked the cowl too for Tim because it, I thought it was a nod to where Tim was going to go. He's wearing something very similar to Batman, and right. uh, it really connected the, the two together. I thought. Exactly.
2: And and it it gave you some sort of difference from you know I mean obviously Jason's. Got the red hood and um, uh, Iron mean, has the Domino. I mean, has the Domino mask. mask, so it was kind of like it, it, you could differentiate between the three. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it made it made him look different from when he was a Robin. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, if uh, you guys have nothing else, I think uh, we will end the discussion portion here, and I'll come back in just a few seconds. And I'll tie up some loose ends and I'll let you guys know where we're going uh, from here at this point. I want to thank Olivia and Anthony both for having you guys on here. Hopefully, you guys will want to come back again and do another episode of Everyone Loves the Drake. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That sounds like the ice cream man. That is the oh, chance to to ice go. cream go. Oh, uh, Somebody <laughs> go get me a strawberry shortcake bar. I have, I have, I have the money.
1: Okay, we'll do. <laughs>
0: So uh, we'll come back here in just a few seconds, and thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, that concludes the discussion portion of the episode and also brings the episode to a close. Hopefully you liked the conversation with Anthony and Olivia. Uh, Again, they're two really good friends that uh, I was glad to have them on here. I would like to uh, eventually bring on Jason and uh, Stu, who are also uh, doing the Rogue show with me, and they have their own uh youtube channels as well uh batman 457 there we could have been talking about this issue all day but i thought it would have been really cool just to uh, have the two of them on and we can just discuss robin as a whole and tim drake as a whole and uh what's really cool about uh this issue and uh, which will lead into episode 13 of robin everyone loves the drake is we will go right into the robin Mini series that went five issues as a bridge to really give Tim his own a feature vehicle and will kind of round out some of the last bit of training that Bruce uh, wants Tim to do. And it's literally the last page of 457 and the first page of Robin Mini Series 1 takes place right in the Batcave, right from where Tim comes out. And for episode 13, uh, Terrence O'Neill is going to come back on and we are going to talk about the first two issues in the Robin miniseries. And, uh, at the time you are hearing this episode, I've already recorded episode 13 with Terrence, and he has said he will be back for episode 14 as well, and hopefully we can uh, conclude uh, the Robin miniseries together. So um, while I'm finishing putting the final touches on this episode, I'm also doing the final touches on episode 14, <laughs> or episode 13 as well. So it's nice to at least be a little bit ahead of the game here. Uh, thanks for tuning in and listening. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, this episode. It was really cool to have anthony and olivia so uh guys i know you're out there listening to it thank you very much for being a part of it and uh, thanks everybody for tuning in to robin everyone loves the drake uh, keep the comments and the questions coming in uh, i love reading them and we will see you guys in a couple weeks for robin everyone loves the drake and we were going to be talking about a robin comic book we will see you guys in a couple weeks take care thanks for listening to robin everyone loves the drake comic podcast this has been brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net. Tim Drake, Robin, and all Batman-related characters are under copyright of DC Comics. This podcast is solely for entertainment purposes, and I am making no money from it. Much to the displeasure of my wife. Sorry, babe. So no infringement is intended by this show. This also applies to all music and sound clips, as they have their own copyright holders as well. You can now find this podcast on iTunes and Windows Media as well. There you can rate and leave a comment to the show and subscribe. I hope that you do. You can also find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com the drake. You can send a message there as well. If you like to email, you can do so by sending me one at r10myers at yahoo.com. That's R as in Robin, one zero M-Y-E-R-S at yahoo.com. And I'll read your emails on the air. Make sure that you head over to the BatmanUniverse.net, your home for all things Batman and Robin. Thank you for listening to the show and hearing why everyone loves the Drake. We'll see you in a few weeks. Take care.